Good morning. One of the things, one of the things that every soul that has ever lived or ever will live or is alive today has in common with each other is the fact that they had no choice whatsoever in who they were born or where it was. Everybody is born at the time and place that they are. They had no choice in it. They had nothing to say with it, about it. I just thought to think about it. I easily could have been born in Egypt 200 years before Moses came. I lived my entire life building cities and edifices and memorials to pharaohs. And just dreaming about the day the Messiah would come. Or I suppose I could have been born in 1750 in West Africa. Been rounded up, put on a ship, picked cotton for all my days for my plantation owner. Or, why not this? I could have been born the son or daughter of a billionaire. Never had to work a day in my life, had anything I wanted, any day I wanted it, no matter what it was. Interestingly enough, though, in all those situations and in our situation as well, God hasn't changed at all. God still required the exact same thing from all of those people as he does from us. And he expects us to, to live a life for him no matter what our circumstances might happen to be. I found an interesting fact when I was doing a little bit of research for this morning. Over 30 years ago, some academics, academias, and, and some historians got together at a, a foundation-type place. And they looked back through history. And they went back to AD or AD, went back to BC 30s. 3,600, 3,600 years before Jesus Christ was born. And they counted the number of wars starting then all the way up until 1990. And out of that 5,600 years, 292 of them was peace on earth. The rest of them, not so much. And if I know my history right, since 1990, I don't think we've had one with no, no wars either. Out of those 14,350 wars, it's estimated it killed over 4 billion souls. And yet, in every circumstance and all of that, God didn't change. God still required from each individual exactly what he still requires. A lot of times I, I truly believe that we, we truly remember that Jesus Christ came to this earth and he was 100% God in the flesh. Sometimes I think we have a real difficult time examining or remembering that Jesus Christ was 100% human too. He had to be, otherwise he couldn't have been tempted as we were. But when Jesus Christ was taken out when Jesus Christ walked out to the Jordan River to John the Baptist and was baptized in the Jordan, he came up out of the water and the Spirit of God descended upon him. <coughs> that Spirit of God helped him the rest of his life here on this earth, made him capable of doing things that humans by themselves cannot do. But the great thing, even though God has not changed since AD 36 or even from zero or even before time began, 
God doesn't expect us to do it ourselves. When we came up out of the water, when we were baptized, that same spirit that landed on Jesus the Christ is given to us. So it depends on us how we use that spirit that, that Jesus used so, so well and so perfectly to never commit a sin and in that instance be able to be the sacrifice on the cross for us. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, Paul tells Timothy, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and self-control. In this, in this portion of Scripture, Paul gives us insight into what type of spirit that we have not been given, and also what kind of spirit we have been given and should be inside us. First, we have not been given a spirit of fear. We have not been given a spirit to fear all the things that we fear. Paul tells us that fear is defined as, as, as faithless or dread. You know, how, many have, how many have ever felt like you were faithless or has fear or something that was just so dreadful in your mind that it's just going to destroy you? If we could control our doubt and our dread and our insecurity and our panic or our anxiety, we need to transform it from our spirit to the spirit that God has put within us. Because God's spirit is not afraid. The doubts and the concerns and the anxieties that we fear so much are from our spirits, not God's. We are not to live in fear of each other or in fear of the enemy because God is there with us each and every moment, each and every second, right here within us to help us. I think too many of us live in fear and doubt and living in fear and doubt brings us to faithlessness. We forget what God can do for us. We, we think all the promises were probably for somebody else, not for us, right? We have the fear of failure. We have the fear of success. We have the fear of rejection. We fear ridicule. We, feel, we fear of pain. We fear death. We fear evil. We, we fear inf inflation. We fear war. We're controlled by that fear. It makes us do the things we do. We have not been given this spirit, though. That's the spirit that we had before we knew who God was, before we knew who Jesus Christ was that died on the cross for us and gave us a new spirit. There's a, a legend from India that says there was a mouse who was terrified of cats until a magician agreed to transform into a cat. That resolved his fear until he met a dog. So the magician turned him into a dog. The mouse turned cat turned dog was content until he met a tiger. So once again, the magician changed him into what he feared. But when the tiger came complaining that he had found a hunter, the magician refused to help. I will make you into a mouse again, for though you have a body of a tiger, I shall still have the heart of a mouse. Are we kind of like that? We have a fear, we overcome that fear until that next fear pops up. 
We keep on fearing things. But how do we overcome that fear in the first place? God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He didn't give us the spirit of a mouse who wanted to become a cat, who wanted to become a dog, who wanted to become a tiger, so that he could once again be a mouse. Too many of whom have been promised the spirit of the tiger still walk around as though we have the heart of a mouse. Listen, listen to Isaiah 12, verse 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Does that sound like somebody who's afraid? Psalms 27, 1 through 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers evil assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who will stumble and fail. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Through the war rise against me, yet I will be confident. So Paul tells Timothy, first up, don't be afraid. The spirit you have been given is the same spirit that God, the Lord God, gave to Jesus, the son of his who helped him every second for the next three years till he was crucified, and even then helped him. But let's notice what he was given. Let's notice what we were given. Notice the fact that in this portion of Scripture, the things we have been given are dealt with as a foregone conclusion. It's not as though we have to work to get that love, we have to work to get that power. God gave it to us. We've got to realize we have it. It addresses these things with the idea that we already have them. We need to understand that these things are ours. We don't have to go get them. It is an issue of maybe or maybe not. They belong to us now. We must obey, only begin to operate in the Spirit. We must begin to walk in the Spirit that we have already been given. So Paul says this, we've got a spirit of love. We've got a spirit from God that, that causes us to love others. Not that we should have a spirit of love. We already have it inside us. Therefore, we should be marked and identified by love. The Word teaches us that men are going to know that we're followers of Jesus Christ because of the way that we love each other and others. It's not going to be because of our program or our t-shirts or our big Bible or our prayers or our songs or the ability to worship. They will know us by our love. A surefire sign that you have been indeed transformed to the spirit that is now within you is when you begin to walk in love. We will know you have been transformed when we love each other so much that we refuse to hurt one another, even when the chance and the opportunity lays right there in front of us. You know, we, will, we will know that we've been transformed when we turn the other cheek. We will know that we've been transformed when love determines what we say and what we don't say. We'll know that we've got the spirit of the transformed into love when we pray and bless our enemies, not curse them. 
we will know that we've been transformed when people who have never been accepted find a place of acceptance with us. We will know that we've been transformed when we can do outreach and feel just at home with the down and outs and the befallen and the down in this world as we do with each other here this morning. We've got a great power within us to, to allow us to love anybody and everybody exactly the way Christ did, exactly the way that God does. Secondly, we have a, a spirit of power. Uh, the word power here means that we have a, a, a given a spirit that's abundance and has ability and has meaning and it's real. He, trans, he desires to transform your weak, carnal spirit into a spirit of power. Power to walk and talk and live like we've already won the victory in Jesus. Power to overcome temptations and addictions. Too many of us are, are weak, barely making it, unsure of who we are. It is time to be transformed because we have the Spirit of God living within us. It is time to live in abundance, to have ability, and to recognize that we have meaning and action purpose because we have other people we need to let know that we've got a, a, a Spirit from God that we got because we now, know, have, we now have a relationship once again with God. We have access to power. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We don't rely on our own power. We don't rely on, on our mouse-like heart anymore. We, we are full of God's power. Jesus said that he had come to give us life and life more abundant. You know, that abundant life is ours. In the, in the taking. Too often we, we fail to even see life much less abundant than believers. What do we spend our time doing? Do we complain about everything that's wrong with the world or we rejoice and say, thank you, God, thank you, Jesus, for saving me and giving me the relationship I now have with you? We need to walk like a person who has ability and meaning in life. Secure who you are in Christ. We have power like nobody else in the world. John 14, 12. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Jesus came to this earth. He spent his years here in the return of the Father. But he gave us the power, the same power that he walked around on this earth with from God. He gave to us so that we can do just as great things as he did and allow more people to know and know that Jesus Christ came and did what he did for all of us. We're going to do greater works than he did. He operated a great power. And if we're going to do more than he did, we've got to begin by moving, motivating ourselves to, to live in the power that lives with inside us. Thirdly, we have a spirit of self-discipline. The last thing that Paul mentions to Timothy. A lot of times we, we like to shy away from the word discipline. We always relate that to bad instead of good. We think of our weakness, our habits, our addictions, our tendencies, I think there's no hope. 
like, I can never stop all that. I can never do that. I'm just not strong enough. I can never be free. I don't have enough power. Well, there's good news. Resident inside of you, right at this moment, and since the moment of your baptism, is a spirit of self-discipline. It's there. The power to rule over your desires and your tendencies is there. The discipline to turn off the music, to walk out of the theater, to break off the relationship, to change friends, to refuse the attitude that prevails around you, the power, the discipline is in you because you were buried in baptism into Jesus Christ, the roses and the creature. And he gave us the Spirit of God. It is there, but we've got to realize it. We've got to listen to that small voice that's inside of us when it instructs us to stop or don't do this or do that. We must get it into the direction of the Spirit. He is the internal referee. We must allow the spirit of self-discipline to become active in us because the more we discipline ourselves, the easier it becomes to live according to God's standards. Our cry must become holiness. Holiness is what I long for. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's the kind of self-discipline that we need to hunger and thirst for knowing and seeing that God is right. We need to be transformed in our spirit so that we will become marked by love, power, and have a sound mind. However, I think the key to all this might be found in Romans 8 and verse 11. Romans 8 verse 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus up from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwells in you. If God rose, if God was able to raise Jesus Christ from death and allow him to once again walk on this earth, he does the exact same thing for us in our spirit. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwells in you. It's going to quicken our, our bodies so that we think like him, we act like him, because he's put the spirit of himself into us. The biggest word in that whole, that whole verse, though, is the smallest word, if. It is there. The word dwell means to have a very fixed position. But that spirit is constant in you. It has a fixed position. No matter where you are, it's there. No matter where we go, it's there. No matter what we're doing, it's there. It just doesn't show up Sundays when you walk through the doors in the building. No, it's not only there in the good times, it's fixed. Then you'll be quickened, retrained, changed, or transformed. You'll have no fear. But you will have the spirit of adoption, love. You will have the power, and you will have the ability to discipline yourselves with the help of God. So what does this transformation look like? Well, let's ask Simon. He was transformed in his mind. Who do you say that I am? His mind changed, and he became Peter, a rock. 
when he thought, when he saw himself in a different light. Jesus is the one who changed his name because he, he knew that he was changed. Or we could ask Saul. He used his mouth to attack, his feet to chase the princeless Christians, and he used his hands to kill them. But he was transferred into Paul. And what a great vessel of honor Paul became long after he was Saul. Ask the demon-possessed man, filled with a legion of demons, who was so full of fear. When he came into contact with Jesus, his spirit became a spirit of love and power, and he had a sound mind, because Jesus was able to change and transform this man because he had a new spirit, the spirit of God. We're called to be transformed. You know, we, we are part of this world, even though we are not in it. I mean, we're in it, but we are not part of it, to put it better way. But in order to transform anyone or anything, we've got to start with ourselves. It's really, really, really hard to try and get other people to transfer who, transform who their lives are. They haven't seen any transformation in yourself. We need a transformation of our mind and our body because we have the Spirit of God living right inside us. We live in times that are unique, and yet they're not. As I started, I said, there's only been 292 years in the last 5,600, or actually 5,630, when there hasn't been a war taking place somewhere on the face of this earth. I, I, I had another fact, I think I'm going to go ahead and, I'm going to go ahead and use it because we're, we're afraid of inflation. How much did gas go up yesterday? 20 cents, 50 cents? When Julius Caesar was emperor of the Roman Empire, it cost the Roman Empire one dollar to kill one of their enemies. Not a lot. You could easily kill people with a dollar because they were the Romans, right? Well, let's move ahead a little bit. We'll go up to Napoleon Bonaparte, the great French commander and general. By the time he was around, much, much later, that price went from a dollar to two thousand dollars for the French to kill an enemy. When we get to World War One, World War One, it goes up to seventeen thousand dollars was spent so that we could kill one of the enemies. We get to World War Two, that price is forty thousand dollars was spent to kill one of the enemies. So let's, let's, let's go ahead and bring it home, all the way up to the Vietnam War. It's the last numbers I had. For the United States to kill one Vietnamese soldier, it cost us $200,000. Things really haven't changed. The price is going to continue to go up. But we don't, we don't have to care. And I'm not saying we just don't do anything about it. We probably have to cut back on what we eat or how far we go or where we drive. But we've got, we've got a spirit inside of us that doesn't fear that. And wars, the United States is pretty lucky. About the only war that we've ever had right here on our own, on our own soil has been between ourselves. 
Someday there'll probably be a war here in our, our, our lands. But we don't have to worry about that either. We've got the Spirit of God inside of us. It allows us not to fear what this world can do to us. Since we've got a spirit of power, when those times come, we're going to help the other people. How are we going to bless, not curse, those enemies? And we're going to die a Christian and spend eternity in heaven. Because we believe that the Spirit of God has come and dwells inside of us today. Something that nobody else in the world, nobody, something that nobody, no human being that ever was born or will be born can give to you or I. It had to come from God. And we made the decision to believe that Jesus Christ died for us. And when we were baptized into him, he gave us that spirit. So it changes who we are, how we live, what we do, what we say, and how it is that we treat other people. When Paul said that we will be known by we will be known by others because of the love that we have for one another and for them, it makes a huge impact. Because there's an awful lot of people out there who consider themselves religious around the world and hate others. The Muslims look at, at Americans and Christians as the enemy. And they hate us. Yet Christians, shouldn't we love them? Don't they need Jesus Christ just as much as we do? And the only way we can possibly save them is because we have the Spirit of God within inside us. I I want to close by asking us to think about those things, thinking about how the Spirit reacts to you on a daily basis. We all have things that, that we fall so fall short of. Even the Apostle Paul devoted chapters of it on his own behalf because he does things he didn't want to do. He doesn't do the things he wants to do. But how do we change? Pick something out of your life that you need to change. Just one thing. And if you can make it 21 days, is what psychologists say, not doing that, It'll be your new pattern. It'll be your new normal. It'll be the way you are from then on. Then pick the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. Because we need to be able to tell other people that we, we've changed because Jesus Christ came into our lives. And because I now have the Spirit of God to allow me to do anything. Because He gave me power and love self-control. This morning, if there's anything that we can do for you, if there's something you, you want to share with the rest of us, if there's something you need, let us know. If it's not right now, give us a call later. Call somebody you know who, who helps build you up in Jesus. And of course, pray. Pray to your Heavenly Father that He can show you how the spirit inside you can change you. Whatever it is that, that you feel or need or want, if you want to share it with us, to do that as we stand and sing.